Well, haters, <laughs> we're back at it again. Another week. I think we should make an intro after like 83 episodes or however many we've done. We should probably just make an intro that we say every time and it can include haters because we talk about our haters well, I all think, the time. I think literally every episode is like us starting with like, they well, thought we'd be, we, we're back again. You thought we wouldn't make that's it. That's right. That's and right. I mean, for all intents and purposes, like we do have an intro. Yeah. We spent, no, we spent. Yes, we do. We, we spent like $100 on an intro. There is an MP3 file that in, we just in the are, email somewhere. We, we do not know how to make it as a part of this. And we, we're not really look, trying to learn, you know? Look, it's probably very simple. Maybe for our 100th episode, we will like, you know, wow. add the yeah. intro. Yeah, tease it. Just use it. it. It'll be some sort of like list or something, and the top pop will be the intro. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, Aaron, how's your week been? You know, um, we are recording, I think, later than we've ever recorded. That's right. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Um, on a school night. <laughs> on a school night. Daylight savings just happened, too. <sighs> love that election night oh god don't don't want to talk about the it. amount of things going on today oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah. wackadoo speaking of election night yeah um so there are i mean like it happens here in minneapolis but it also happens elsewhere where like sometimes the democratic candidate is really actually not democratic it just is they're like we're gonna sneak them in under that label sure. and then get people to vote for them yeah that happened in la and so there's tons of celebrities that are all like <sighs> showing their ballot, being like, vote today, people. And it's like the candidate that you're not supposed to vote for that's like not Oops. good policy. Oopsie. And so like <laughs> Katy Perry did it. Okay. And then a friend of the pod, Luke Egrich, was like, yeah, so um, Katy, you better be watching yourself um, or else no one's going to be playing you. Like your audience will be playing you <laughs> at their wedding. And I'm like, I don't think I don't gays play Katy Perry at yeah. weddings. Yeah, I don't know about that. Doesn't it? I don't know. She's, you know, she's in the Gap commercial era. And then the other thing with That's concerts. That's where she's at. She is. She's, Ameri <laughs> she's American Idol. She yeah. is doing a Lego sponsorship. Oh. She's really trying to do everything. Great. Love it. Speaking of, like, kind of in the same vein of, like, concerts and stuff. Yeah. There's a concert coming up on Sunday. Arcade Fire in Minneapolis. That's right. Ooh. Little bit uh, iffy in the news, aren't they? <laughs> That's right. Get it out, Aaron. Yeah, when we saw, when we were looking at tickets a while back, they were like 130 bucks. Mm -hmm. And then I looked last night and I, I was like, holy fuck, they're only 15 bucks on Step Up? Yeah. I like snagged them up. And then my friend is like, um, yeah, so it turns out the lead singer has some sexual assault allegations against him. Yep, that'll drop ticket prices, won't it? And so now I'm here going, well, I really want to see Arcade Fire. So how many tickets do you have to this I concert? I have four. I have four. Okay. I have four. One's claimed, two are pretty claimed, but they're not fully claimed yet. Okay. But like, I'm currently in the predicament of like... Yeah. Yeah. Do we go? I don't know. I... Part of me... Okay, I read the stories and... I wish I wish ignorance was bliss. I wish I just remembered these tickets were cheap. But right. you know yeah. what? And just left it at that and been like, oh wait, why did Beck drop out? Beck dropped out? Oh no. Who's yeah. opening for them now? I don't have an opener now. Oh well, okay. I mean, it's a school night, so we'll it's get home earlier, you know? It'll be easy. But yeah. like, that would have been fine with me. I mean, you bought the tickets. It's too little too late. Before, right? Too before little they too were fifteen dollars even. No. Oh, you waited. Okay, well. I bought them when they were fifteen dollars. Well, you might as well go now. I know. Fifteen dollars? A dollar's a dollar. A dollar's a dollar. A dollar's a dollar. Okay, well, <laughs> speaking of going to shows and stuff, um yeah. I recently went to a show, Griffin. Oh. And um luckily for us, Griffin just released a new album and we have someone that went to the concert with me here to review the new album and someone who happens to live in our building so it was a really easy get <laughs> hey hey we have been working long and hard that's right that's right do you know how many steps of stairs there are well he does live on the ninth floor you're on, we we are on the 11th so uh, you know the you gotta decide elevator at, stairs at, at a certain point people are gonna know exactly what like 
we they know what building. Now they know what floor. Yeah, you could probably kill me if you wanted to. Uh, <laughs> um, so our special guest is ninth floor resident of of our building. Um, Chris Langley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, what a get. What a thrill. And the artist that we're reviewing this week is Griffin. That's right. Um, I don't I think it's his sophomore album, his second album, um, called Alive. Chris is nodding, second album. Chris, um, I walked through my concert experience that we had a couple weeks ago. How what was your concert experience like? Oh, I thought it was amazing. Uh, so that was actually my second show that I've seen at Red Rocks. Uh, the oh, first Red one, Rocks, yeah. yeah, the first one I saw was Elenium back in 2019, okay. and uh, this time Griffin, which is awesome because those are actually two of my top three favorite artists. And well, there you go. Who's um, the other one? Uh, like, like Elenium, Armin, Griffin are like my top three. Gotcha. No, okay. like no particular order. It kind of no Taylor Swift. It, it just kind of fluctuates, <laughs> just you know, based off of how I'm feeling. Famously, no T Swift in the top. <laughs> <laughs> She, she's up there. Trinity. She's definitely up there, though. Up um, there. But no, I thought uh, the whole experience of going to Red Rocks was just awesome. You know, we had like a group of about 30 people wow. kind of from all over the country. And we had a couple people in like different Airbnbs, but we all got a party bus from downtown um, that took us out to Red Rocks. And we had um, just like music playing on the ride there. And like we had, like I said, a huge group. Um, I thought the production was awesome. The weather was awesome. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You really got to go to a show at Red Rocks. You know, and I will, so one thing I learned about myself, by the way, oh, is great. that I, you know, people say like, um, or they like, they have the nervous tics or whatever else. Or Eric says like, because yeah, he went yeah. to college in LA. Well, same, like, I say like sometimes too. <laughs> no, he says like, like, like. Yeah, well, like. like. He really likes you. He, yeah. What's the, okay, well, anywho. Filler, the filler yeah, the words. Yeah, fi the filler words. Yeah. And so one thing that I do, and you'll, you'll, you're going to catch on now that I, I've been okay. trying to, because I just caught on to myself doing I'm it. Good. I will say. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. You know, my dad growing up, he, his was, and things of that nature. That's how he would end <laughs> a sentence. And I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> so I was about to use that phrase. Are you not a nature girl? <laughs> I love nature, just... You know, not in a sentence. Of that nature. Of that nature. <laughs> <laughs> a little overused. A yeah. little overused. It was a lot. So what I will say <laughs> is <laughs> that I don't... EDM is not... I would, I would even... Griffin was a great concert at Red Rocks. I really mm -hmm. enjoyed it. I don't think that electronic dance music is like what you should go see at Red Rocks. Mm, interesting. Because I don't like even even with the situation we were in and the great show, mm -hmm. you still had to like you couldn't all be together because there were stairs. Yeah. You know Yeah, I, I do understand that. Like it is it is better at like a like if you have a really big group at a festival where it's like completely flat, it's just easier to move around and like right. this like have that many people. So you kinda have to like Nail down a couple different spots. Yeah, That's right. and you're you're a festival girl. I am a festival girl. You've been quite a few. I have been. I think I've, I usually go to about like three per year. So this yeah. year, um, the ones I did was well, it was a one day festival out in LA. I did a state of trance. Okay. Um, I also did EDC Vegas, mm -hmm. um, and then I did Tomorrowland in Belgium. Oh my god! International. That one looked. That one. Looked oh, so I also fun. did a day of ACL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tomorrowland. I even if like you mildly enjoy EDM or just. I, a lot of people don't even really like EDM that go to it. They just go for the experience because right. it's so incredible. I mean, like, it puts the production to, like, even the best U.S. festival I've been to, like, to shame. Like, mm -hmm. I highly recommend going. Like, it is an incredible experience. EDM shows truly, like, have the best productions, oh, I yeah. think. Like, yeah. move over stadium, arena tour, Taylor Swift, whatever. Like, mm -hmm. you're still getting probably, I think, an arguably better overall kind of setup yeah right. there's a lot going on and i i kind of love that because like you don't i mean obviously there's like so much less cost involved with an edm show than there is with like a taylor swift with the mm -hmm. backup dancers the band yeah. with mm -hmm. the things and the whatever yeah but they they have to create visuals they have to create right. an entire experience to go along with the music in a way that i don't think that like a lot of 
bands have to do. Right, yeah. No, you bring up a great point. And like a lot of the big draws about like EDM uh, like festivals is, you know, people like to see like the stage design, you know, you have like a lot of different options. So like I think Tomorrowland has about like 12 different stages. EDC is probably, you know, pretty similar of that nature. But <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that of that nature. <laughs> oh, too late. You got to suck You're in my stuck head. with it now. Um, but yeah, like they're just there's a lot of like, different genres within EDM that you can go to. Like you can have house, you can have trance, you can have, you know, techno or like you know the big the big acts on main stage and yeah like the lasers and like the effects and all that that really adds to i think the overall production value so it's not just about the music yeah it can really the visuals can really make or break a show for me i'll say that yeah yeah (laughs) but at the same time i also know that at, at any edm show i'm probably paying attention to like the stage 30 percent of the time sure uh, it's. I feel like it's more about the people you're mm-hmm. with and like really enjoying the music with them in right. a way that you don't. Yeah. Do, it's about the vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not Very watching key. the. Perf- yeah. It's about the vibes. It's about who you're with. It's about kind yeah. of like being in the moment. One thing I wanted to ask you, Chris, that I was like, this is something that I, I I've just noticed about like, What's the okay? What 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 would like people that go to a lot of festivals and like EDM shows in particular? What would what would what's like the definition of that type of person? Is that like a raver? A raver, yeah, a raver. A raver, yeah. Okay. So I would consider like, I mean, a rave can mean like a couple different things. Some people refer to it as like, you know, like the like the underground, like grungy, like warehouse type, like mm. those type of shows. There's also some people refer to raves as like, I guess, just really any festivals. But I would say like if you go to a lot of that type of music. You know, regardless of what venue you're in, I would call that a raver. Okay. okay. So, raver, so, festival goer. Yeah. One of the things that I like baffles me, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I have a theory, but I don't know for for certain. Is like a lot of ravers, they love to be like, oh, I am gonna be crying all of this show. <laughs> Every song. They're like, yeah. this song makes me cry. It's an emotional I'm gonna be, bunch. I'm it's gonna a be journey. Crying. It's a journey. <laughs> and and I I would I don't like what is the I don't feel like the music is something I'm usually like maybe once or twice, but like music doesn't make me cry like that much in the same way that it feels like it's like yeah. a common like theme within like the Raver community. Would you say that, that am I picking up on something? Um, not necessarily. So I would I would say like if you go to like any good music, say whether that's you know like I said like Taylor Swift or Adele or Lady Gaga, or Kim whoever, Petras. yeah, Kim Petras, like whatever your jam is, I think like what makes that artist really good or what what, what makes their music really good is like when you go there, you, like you want to feel something. Like if I go to an Adele like concert, I'm probably gonna want to like feel those like sad songs that hit well. really hard. Sure. But if I go to like say like. Um, I don't know, like Lady Gaga, it's going to be more long songs like that are like, I guess, like catchy and like people want to like dance to and like sing to, you know? Um, you, you heard that. Yeah. 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 So Adele song's not catchy. Yeah. Adele, <laughs> like people are not going to be like, people are not going to be like fists in the air Twerking. pumping at like an Adele concert, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But I'm saying like within, um, within EDM, I would say like there are certain artists like you go to because like you want to like feel something. If you're into like excision and like dubstep, you're going to be like, you know, in like a headbanger. If you listen to mm-hmm. say like, uh, Elenium, you know, they call, like, a lot of his songs are really sad. Like, you want to go there and, yeah. like, feel, like, that sad music. Or, like, Griffin, for example, is very, like, uplifting and vibey, right. kind of yeah. like Kygo. So, like, yeah. they all make you feel, like, different emotions. And I guess that's, like, a good way you can connect with the music. Now, one thing I want to talk about with you guys when it comes to, like, EDM in general. I found, so I'm not a raver myself. Open to it. Would love mm-hmm. to go. Um, I've noticed it's hard to pin down an artist's like quote unquote vibe by just listening to their studio stuff. In fact, like I've listened to studio stuff and gone to live sets and been like, this could have been a different artist completely. DJ sets are, I would like, but what that, that's another thing too that I like when we talk about the album, one of the things that I kind of feel like I'm grading this on is is it uh, an album that I would want to go back to as I would a DJ set? Right. Like, does it, because flow of the album with something like a, a, an EDM album is a little bit more um, important because you can't, you really can't be telling, it has to kind of blend into each other or else. Right. I don't know. Um, 
but yeah, like the Purple Disco Machine, very different DJ sets, or like mm. a lot of artists that I love now, like they don't even have CDs. They have like uh. they have like maybe three singles that are like their main singles, but that's it. Like yeah. they just remix other songs and they have DJ sets. That's fair. I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Um yeah, I mean, like, there. I would say, like, this album had like a really good theme to it. So I would say one of the, one of the things I don't. This has nothing to do with the music itself, but one of the things I don't really like about the way Griffin uh, releases his album is it's like some of these songs have been out for like over a year and a half. Oh yeah. And like, yeah. um, like so, best is yet to come. Literally, that was actually my number one song on Spotify for 2021. Oh, but I remember it coming out in the beginning of like the summer. So like, let's just say June. That's literally a year and a half ago. And like they've just been kind of like trickling in, and then like when he releases the album, I'm like, okay, this is like I don't know what 16 songs or something like that. I'm like, we've heard every one of these except for like the interlude, the <laughs> intro, and like maybe like two or three others. Right. So I feel like it kind yeah. of uh, it. There's not as much anticipation or buildup, like you know, like most right. artists, like there's usually like say 12 to 16 songs, and you would maybe hear like three or four of those released as singles, and then like you get all these brand new ones, you know, right? Yeah. Um, right. But yeah. but, but I, uh, what I'm getting at is, you know, even though they were released like that, I've listened to the the album start to finish a couple times now, and I think it really does have a great flow to it. I mean, I think like Griffin does such a great job of bringing in like he collabs with a lot of great artists, right? He has right. Kygo, he has Callum Scott, he has um, right. Tanache, he has uh, One Republic. So I think that's a very like eclectic group of people. We and like Tanache. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all great, and I think. Um, the kind of the theme of the album, like alive or like do what makes you feel alive. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's just a lot of themes of like love and happiness and like, uh, you know, positivity and like good vibes and all that. And like, it does, he does a great job of like tying that all together. And like, I think you can like really hear it when you do that. No, I agree with you. One of the things that I also appreciate about, um, about listening to EDM in general is that you get exposure to a lot of artists that you probably wouldn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. And you listen to their music and you're like, oh yeah, like this is actually like more singer songwritery or whatever else. Yeah, you get like the most random true. people that like, you know, they have their one banger that they can perform live now. Right, exactly. Well, it's funny because like we were, we were <coughs> going to review a Dragonette album and she is someone who has collabed with Cascade a lot and that's how I found out about, about her. I randomly came across like her first solo album years back and it was like, oh, this is like a much different vibe. And like, it was cool to experience her, you know, at, with her quote unquote own work. Right. And that's what like we're the Knox slow song. That's how I discovered Dragonette. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, I mean, the amount of people like um, Sigrid's another one I discovered because of her of uh, Zed's remix of, oh my God, Don't okay. Kill My Vibe. Yeah, I'm blanking. Or it's Griffin. Maybe it's Griffin's. I think it's Griffin's remix of Don't Kill My Head. No. Yeah, I think really? so. Huh. Yeah. But like, um, I like that, that there's a lot of those types of artists. But then I also, one thing I love about EDM shows is that you just have these artists come on that you're like, I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> but you, they, hey. you know it's their song. You, yeah, they, yeah, they're yeah. singing their song. But you're like, mm-hmm. who is this random person on the stage? Yeah. Probably This is probably their one and only success yeah. that they're that they're having i don't know i kind of like the the space that that electronic artists have mm-hmm. in bringing in talent from all over yeah yeah and a lot of a lot of the vocalists are really really good like they have beautiful voices oh yeah and like i'm like i've never really heard of you and maybe like maybe one or two other songs that you've collabed with other artists on but like it's not like they're like you know, super high caliber. Yeah, it's definitely a good way to like raise their profile. Mm-hmm. For right. Sure. Um, so going into the, I mean, going into the album too, I think all of the things that Chris, what you were saying, um, I would echo in that it it does feel like a cohesive a cohesive theme. I will. It, I don't know if y'all agree, but like it felt like it kind of starts a little bit. It it takes a while before it, it really hits. I think for me, of, like it's not just the fact that there's an intro, which I actually like the intro a lot. I the intro the intro is what it is. I'm not going to like I'm not even counting it as part of like top five biggest plot <laughs> it because is what it is. She is what she is. 
but like I'm not even gonna count that because it's kind of a weird like it's it's almost like the table stakes of like if you're gonna biggest flop. It's song. like a, it's like a preview like at a movie theater. Yeah. I would say it's just kind of like a little bit of a build up of like what's mm. uh, what like a lot of the songs have like a similar sound. I don't mind an intro and interlude, uh, an outer lude. Yeah, what sure. Have you. Yeah. I don't know if these were necessary. Mm-mm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't, know, I don't know if they were. Yeah, yeah, they weren't. They weren't necessary. They weren't necessary. But he also did have them in the Gravity album too. So maybe that's just kind of his thing. His signature. Yeah, it's likes. a good. It's a good way to kind of like <laughs> ease into the album and then just yeah. have like a little bit of a break to kind of For like sure. collect your thoughts For or whatever. Sure. It very much does signal the that you are trying to create a story with the songs and the way that you're positioning them by having those things. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have those kind of breaks and those beginnings and ends, it really kind of is like, well, what what are you trying to do here? Yeah, it can signal a shift in, like, and it know, d- the energy. It does, like, do that in, tell, in telling the story, but I would say that the first three songs, you're kind of waiting to get into that one, like, first kind of, like, fuck yeah, here's the catchy one. Sure. <laughs> you know, it, it, to me, it took, it took a little while to, to, to do that, that's not necessarily like a bad thing, but once the album does pick up, you're kind of like slap, slap, banger, banger. Yeah. In a really good way. But Chris, like to your point of the releasing of all the different songs, it, they, yeah, it's kind of just been a continuous release. And so that, that um, idea of me trying to do what I always do of not listening to any of the songs. It's tough. It's a little bit tougher with this one. <laughs> it's a little tougher with this one because you're, you're like mute for two years. Yeah, right. Never gonna hear. And Griffin's first album was like fucking great. And so when this album came, like I didn't even know there was an album one. But then when I found out, I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be good too. And it just is filled with all the songs of the past year that I've been listening to. Yeah. Right. My biggest surprise was when I looked at it and I saw "Safe with Me." I'm like, oh my god, that's on this album. Yeah. I'm like that. That was. Yeah, how long? I'm pretty sure that? that had to have been. I'm not even joking, probably April or May of 2021. Because it came out before, yeah. it came out before Best Is Yet To Come oh, as, as a single. <laughs> That's great. I mean, it is a dense album. It's almost an hour long. There's a lot on it. Which, great. Get, I mean, yeah. give, give me the good <laughs> shit. Um, this is no TikTok album. <laughs> 30 minutes. One of the other things that was just kind of, it's, an Apple Music quirk, I guess. And I think it's yeah. probably because of my works VPN or whatever else, and I might be <laughs> in like a different country. But like, I don't have Wake Up In Love as oh. like, I can't listen to it as oh. like, oh. on the album. Oh, it's probably blocked because uh, Kai- it's maybe Kygo has some. Like, this song is currently not available in your country or region. Huh. Yeah, so maybe some... you're in China and Callum Scott is a homo. Maybe, I mean that. that... Callum Scott is a homo. <laughs> <laughs> but. I, like I can you... listen to it as a single. I just can't. Oh, weird. So literally, weird. literally, what I had to do is I had to create a playlist, and then and then I, just put, <laughs> I put the single in the spot. So crafty. Oh That's so weird. Yeah. Very, very weird. So I did listen to the album in full. I listened to all the songs, but it was just like a thing that I was like, "What is this about?" That was smart. I'm I'm actually happy you did that. Well, yeah. I mean, "Wake Up in Love" is a great song, so I'm not gonna not. Yeah, you have to find it in the right place. How did we feel just generally, because there's a lot of collaborations, (laughs) obviously with like vocalists and stuff. How did we feel about the offerings? I thought it was like pretty split on like gender. You know, I thought, you know, a lot there. I think, yeah, he does a, yeah, he has a great, like a very good variety of artists on here. Some like big names, I would say like Tanache, One Republic, or like in Kygo are bigger names. Moo. Um, Moo. We love yeah. Moo. I love <laughs> Moo. Yeah. Friend of the pod, hopefully. We reviewed her album. Yeah. Um, Obviously. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Cal Lehman, I know he worked, he did another song with, I want to say it was. Oh. And yes. he's, he's on there a couple times. Yes. Yeah. A couple times. Yep. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things in terms of the artists was, I really thought that he, he Griffin took the artist and kind of had those influences within. It wasn't just about the voice, especially mm-hmm. with artists like Moo or with um, Tanache. 
it, I think that it kind of felt like it was like a collaboration more than it was just like, yeah. this is Griffin's and you're lending yeah. my vocals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I, what I mean? I thought Tanache was a really interesting pick. And at first I didn't get it. Like even listening to the song, I was just like, I don't think this is her genre. And then the more I listened to it, I, I really liked that song. I thought they, they did a great job of like combining their styles in that one. Yeah. One of my favorites though, I think is one of my favorite collabs was when I originally saw that Kaigo and Griffin were going to be doing a song together. I was just like, this is going to be such a good vibe. Like these two artists are both just mm-hmm. so they're yeah. very similar. Yeah, they're very similar. Um, I probably felt the same way you did when like T Swift and Lana Del Rey came out I with. I still feel that way. It's a terrible <laughs> song, and it's on the top ten Billboard. Even yeah, why? I mean, even though uh, Lana the whole Del- album is. I mean, <laughs> and why? And why? And why? Lana Del Rey got more of just like a cameo appearance in that, but <laughs> she, girl, she was a whisper. <laughs> She's a whisper <laughs> in the background. Um, yeah, and I thought like the addition of like Callum Scott, like the three of them just did such a good job together. So I would say that was my favorite collab. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Guys, I gotta be honest. The male vocalists on the album, they sound the same to me. That we could we could swap them in and out. I think Callum I, in particular, I would say I couldn't swap out, but the other okay. ones, I couldn't tell you who they yeah. are. The, that's, they to be they were not my favorite, but, but that's, in One Republic, I know one. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, no, I disagree that with you, Simon. Song. Okay, well, I think I also have that bias with like male vocalists, so I'm like, what are you doing for me? Yeah, you know. Um, are you choice fun? No. No, you're not. Move on. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Try some move on. Oh, I miss him. Is he coming out with something to yeah, Probably. Okay. Who knows? He's coming out soon, hopefully. Yeah. Still in the closet. <laughs> We've been wondering for years, Troy. <laughs> We've been wondering for years. That's right. On your own time. When, when you're ready. When you're ready. <laughs> um, so one of the things that with the different artists that we had and kind of them taking their influences, that was something that I noticed actually kind of if there was a, a bone to pick with the the songs kind of feeling cohesive was that by him taking some of the inspirations of some of those artists that are a little bit more quirkier, the moves, the tenaches, the there were moments that it didn't it didn't feel like the songs were like cohesive because they kind of went to different places Mm -hmm. but overall all in all listening to it as many times as i have now i'm like i appreciate it for the album kind of in that that flow Mm -hmm. um i think similar to gravity i think i will continue to go back to this on occasion i need to go back to gravity i think i listened to it once but it's a great album but like I'm probably not going to listen to it often mm. in the future. Where, when you were going through the album, were you trying to picture like what it would sound in a live set, like how it would translate from studio to live? Well, so we actually saw the live set before that album was technically released. Oh. So well, all the songs were out. Yeah, right? I, I mean, all the songs were out. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Did you? Do you feel like the live set? I don't know. That's what I always wonder with these kinds of artists: is like, how does it transfer? From the live experience to the studio. The nice thing about this is that all the songs are so uppity, or mm-hmm. like they're kind of so uplifting and positive that like you are you are just kind of enjoying the moment when you're there. Yeah. Um, but these songs also, from it being like on the up tone and like upbeat, it's a lot easier to kind of make bigger productions that are kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd say from that, I I thought it. This is an artist that I've been wanting to see for a very long time, and I'm so happy I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, an artist I'd want to see again because they, the songs do translate so well. Yeah, good call. Would you Would you agree? I would. Yeah. Um, I would definitely come back to this album. Uh, and I think, like to your point, when you said like seeing it live, like it it worked really well. I think one of the things that I really like about him is that he creates such good energy and I think that his fans are just like really good genuine people That's and so like thing, yeah. when you're going to the see him live or going to the concert like you're going for that experience and like that energy that, oh, and so like you yeah. can't just create that at home or like in the car just listening to it by right. yourself so it's like I think that adds a whole nother element to yeah. the- I said earlier like the visuals can make or break a concert even more than that the fucking crowd vibe yeah oh my god yeah, and that's the reason why I think I'm done seeing Lewis the Child. <laughs> Girl, yes. Yeah. I went to that concert too. Mistake. I've only seen him once, actually. Mistake. 
It was full youth. of youth. 21 year old boys uh, spilling their beer on me. You I know. hated it. <laughs> and the music was so good. It really was. But it, I just the couldn't, couldn't stay the whole uh, time. It's terrible. Who let those kids out? Don't get me started on the chain smoker audience. Oh, <laughs> girl, girl. I was at that show. Let's, well, let's, yeah, 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 let's yeah, yeah. talk about the chain smokers. Saw them at Pride in the Park. They did a fucking remix to Taylor Swift Love Song or some bullshit. I was like, this is a crime. This is a gay pride festival. <laughs> I was so upset. What are they doing there? I don't know. They were the headliner one of the nights. That's God. And that's Alesso too, right? Oh yes. yeah, because I remember talking that about was that. Good. Yeah, but that's that's on the city of Chicago to answer for that. Yeah, <sighs> oh, oh, that was tough. It, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so thankful I had like my tiny little crew of people that I was oh. vibing with. Yeah. But like, oh, if I like, I I I vividly remember thinking I do not want to meet someone here because then we're gonna say that we met at a Chainsmokers concert, and yeah, I can't, can't live that down. I you, can't live that down. You would change it to you met on Grinder. I would rather say that like yeah. we met in like a bathhouse. Absolutely. I, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Anything's better. free love. <laughs> it's better than the Chainsmokers. Ugh. So it's it's very clear that it sounds like um, overall we listened to the album. <laughs> overall, we did listen to the album. But it's time to give the overall rating. Ooh. Is this album a bop, bop or a flop? Or a flop? That's Who wants right. to go first? I say it's a bop. I oh. mean, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I mean, I know I'm a little biased because Griffin is one of my you know favorite artists. But like, mm. if one of my favorite artists produced music I don't like, like I'm not afraid to say it. Like he, there's only one song of his that he's made that I actually genuinely don't like. But Which I mean, one? is it on this album? It's is not it? on this album. Oh, no, it's an older one. Okay. It's uh, you want me to actually say? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, so it's called Winnebago. Ooh. Um, okay. So okay. again, okay. I just, I, it's, it's not even on Gravity. It was released before that as a single, but it's just, it's got this like really corny like jingle to it that you'd hear in like some tacky like '90s commercial, and okay. it's just the lyrics are just not it, and <laughs> it's yeah. it's not the, it's not it's not his best work. Let's just say that. Okay. okay. But, but um, this one. Yeah. Alive. So this one, Alive, I think is a, is a fantastic album. Like I said, okay. um, there's a lot of good collabs. It has good beats. Um, the the vocalists are awesome. Um, I like how like uplifting it is, and you know how vibey it is. So yeah, it's a bop for me. Simon? Yeah. What about you? So this is an interesting one. It's a long album, a lot to digest. And sometimes with longer issues, I think you run into like editing. Would would we, could we delete sure. this? Yeah, yeah. I always think about that with a longer album. Sure. Um, so in my opinion, there are a couple of places where like we could have gotten rid of this, not just the intro and the interlude. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I struggle with with a vocalist is like, I think most of them, or I'll say there are like two or three who I was like, that's a solid choice. That was really different. I feel like you get into this area in EDM sometimes where you get, or you start working with vocalists who all kind of bring, who check the same boxes. But that's because, I, I mean, to be fair, and I want to rebuttal you on that. Yeah. The point of... This these songs is they're mm -hmm. meant to be the artist's songs, not the vocalists. Yes, it just is probably that like Griffin, for all intents and purposes, is not gifted vocally, and mm -hmm. so here we are like having these other people join in, and so he, like which is fine. I think of it's course. I think it's yeah. fine to have like there be a more standard mm. um, vocal appearance yeah. or sound because. The whole point of it is for you to enjoy that. Well, I guess it's fine if that sound is interesting, but to me, the vocalists were very vanilla. Okay. For the most part. Oh. You didn't like yeah. the vocalists. I wow. think the ones I really liked were like, who like did none of the guys. Truly none of the guys. Really? Didn't care for, what? Didn't, didn't care for any of the male vocalists. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, but Cal, <laughs> Cal Lehman and Callum Scott are both Cal amazing. Lehman, Cal Lehman was fine on a live. His other one, don't care. Um, um, him Callum and best, Callum best Scott user. don't care. I know people like him. I don't like him. He's, oh, I think he's I don't amazing. like Callum either, but yeah. not. I like him in the song. Didn't love that song because Callum ruined "Dancing on My Own." Yeah, we have beef for that. Beef. Yeah, he'll be he also he also does a collab with another artist I like with Lost Frequencies. So, I mean, he's been in a couple different. He's come up. His name has come up a couple different times mm -hmm. in EDM artists that I like. So. 
But on the girl's side, yeah. like Moo loved her, Tanache loved her, um, Aura, I think that's how you pronounce sure, it. Sure, yeah. A U slash R A. Oh yeah, she's amazing. She's great. Um, I could have skipped Salem. She was okay. Um, but yeah, a lot of the female vocalists I did like. Okay. Yeah. Um, I need more time with this album. <coughs> I I, and I will spend more time with this album. Currently, it's in flop territory for me. However, <gasps> it has bought potential. <gasps> I know. <laughs> I just wasn't inspired by the vocalists really. And that's tough. I, and I thought a lot of the songs that I didn't like, or this, there were so many songs on the album that if I had to like, I liked that one, it leaned towards me liking, but it was for the production and not the vocalist. You're, uh, you're wrong. Yeah, I will say, <laughs> okay, let me just ask you one question. Okay. 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 So after you listened to this album, yeah. did it put you in a better mood? Like, did you feel like, like, this was a tough week for that? It's a hard week. Not okay. much is gonna put me in a grave. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's been one of those like, I mean, I love sleeping more probably than the average person, but this week I'm like, I don't want to do anything. But yeah, sleep. yeah, yeah. It's understandable. Those. We all need those. Yeah. I don't want those. No, I don't either. They're not. Fun. No, no. I don't. Th- I don't think we need those. <laughs> no. We don't need. Great. We don't need those weeks, and we don't need bad juju about this album, Simon. Okay. Well, I'm giving this album a bop. Okay. Majority rules. <laughs> <laughs> Two thirds veto. <laughs> All right. Boo. <laughs> I had a good time with it. I liked the first album. I liked the second album. I like Griffin. I'm, I I am excited to see him again. It will be an artist I will go out of my way to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This album, I think, will continue to be played pretty frequently mm-hmm. right now. But just like Gravity, I think eventually I'll probably be like, oh, well, well, I'm over that. Oh, yeah. So one reason I, why I think this will really stick with you is because a lot of times, like when you listen to like this type of music and like you come back to it, you're gonna associate this music with like a good memory. Like if you had like a great time at like Red Rocks, like you're gonna re- yeah. like hear this song, like oh that reminds me of this, and so I think that's gonna like elevate it even more. Yeah, and this will remind me of taking a half day and then working till eight p.m. <sighs> yeah. Today. Yeah. Did you take the morning off? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I thought I thought it was gonna be a half day that you like someone to work till eight. Like you, you uh, yeah. I took the morning off and then I was like, well, I have a lot to do, so, so I might as well just keep back on till eight yeah. p.m. Yeah. Fun. Um, I hate Photoshop, by the way. It's a terrible fucking. I I fucking it. it is terrible. I use Keynote and I fucking love it. Keynote so well. Shout out to Keynote. Shout out to Keynote. All of our latest um, Instagram posts have all been made in Keynote. That's right. Or some of it really complex work, Aaron. You know, I, the the Midnight's um, <laughs> Loneliest was, Time mashup. That was a touch of genius. I really so, tried with that one. That yeah, one's that a, good, good. a good one. I think the fans really I want to see it. That. You got to look at the okay, Instagram. So, you got to look at it, but like, I'll give you, I'll like, I tried to like mesh the two together, the yeah. two album covers and the two albums. You did great. And they're... <laughs> <laughs> There's a song called, because like Taylor Swift has all her songs listed on the side of the Midnight's album, you know? Yeah. And there's one that's like, get your own kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, get your own kid. Can't yeah. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, oh my God. Inspired by that Teletubbies remake one. <laughs> um, okay. Well, speaking of fun and trying to bring it the mood up, yeah. let's go on for Top Bops. Top ops, baby. Who wants to start? Um, I'll start with mine. So this was a tough one. It, it kind of came down to two for me. Um, but I would say my number one from this album is going to have to be Best Is Yet To Come. Okay. Well, let's um, listen and then we can talk about it. Yeah, we'll take a quick break. Be right back. Well, that was best is yet to come. Yeah. Why is that song your top up? Um, well, I don't know. I just I just really like the lyrics. I think it's again very uplifting. Uh, I like the message it has. Uh, I think it's very catchy. Um, yeah, I would say those are the main reasons. Yeah, you know, like you know how like when you 
like we always find that when we're listening to those songs, the top bops, a lot of times we end up having like epiphanies about them. <laughs> yeah. Like that it was yeah. like, oh yeah, that song's actually like really like different I than I was remembered. I love when that happens. Two things kind of came to me with this one. One, I've decided I don't like this guy. The vocalist. Oh, yeah. interesting. Having a change of heart while... I am, oh, I am, yeah. I am. And um, this is a male vocalist? It's a male oh. vocalist, but that's not... Hmm, okay. It's more that I kind of feel like he is someone that I would hear in straight nonsense music. You met him at Iowa State at a frat party. Very. That. Yeah. Very that. <laughs> and I think that's probably my issue, is it's more of just like, it reminds me, it puts me in... His voice puts me in a spot I don't want to be in. Y'all, I'm gagged. You know? We're turning this review around, baby. But. <laughs> I was just yelled at five minutes ago. You no, know, you're wrong, though. This album's still good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're giving him some of your negative energy. Yeah. She's <laughs> with. That's what I'm going for. Move on. <laughs> um, but the music video, I was watching and I was like, I don't really get it. That's what I will say. Do you ever get music videos? Like, they're always Absolutely. weird. No. I'll... I've seen that music video 8,000 times. I've never seen it. I just mean, like, the style of it. It. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe I missed something, but it looked like this guy just picked up this random girl at a, at a gas station and they went on a road trip. Yeah. Okay. What? I wouldn't recommend that, ladies out there. Don't do that. Don't get in cars as changers. I mean, true okay. up. <laughs> <laughs> So well, you could say that she probably is going to wake up in love. We'll see. Mm, hopefully she wakes up. Oh, I think she woke up in love before this, though. Oh. oh. Yes, she did. I mean, yeah. if we're going chronologically here. If we're going to And yes, she did wake up in love. You know. Um, but yeah, like, not the worst song in the world. I don't like the... Production's great. I love that little moment. Really It's a fun little up at the top, you know? So it wasn't your top bop, Aaron. What was yours? You know, um, the song that I'm going to give my top bop was, um, it's kind of a toss-up. A lot of different choices. There There's so many. <laughs> but I think the one that um, I ended up enjoying the most and probably is the, I mean, it's it's been, it's the one that like got me like, oh, Griffin's put out a new album. <laughs> the interlude. <laughs> the interlude. No, it was uh, You Were Loved with One Republic. Yes, oh, okay. that's a very good one. Let's listen. The reason why I like the song is a couple different reasons. One, I actually really do like Ryan Tedder's voice, and and I think he has a he has a great way of using his voice in a way that almost evokes emotion mm -hmm. and makes you kind of connect in a in a, a vulnerable way. Mm -hmm. um, so check on that box. <laughs> check on that. Two, box Ryan Tedder is also kind of one of the more. Um, notorious songwriters out there in terms of he writes for a lot of different artists mm -hmm. and he writes a lot of songs and you can tell that like this song also feels like it just kind of has a little bit more of a story told through through it and the lyrics are a little bit kind of tighter mm -hmm. and so i also appreciate that but then just like the way like the way that the it kind of builds up into the some of the climaxes within it are just like out of this world so good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, like, yeah, just easily top bop. But there's, like, I think there are songs, other songs in the album that I would, like, opt for on other occasions for other purposes sure. in creating playlists. Mm -hmm. But, like, this one in particular, like, yeah. stands the test of time. I think it does. It will, too. I, I definitely would not argue as that as a, as a top bop of the album. I mean... Like you said, he just has like a really powerful voice. I think like he, like you said, it like it exudes emotion, um, and it just I like I really do like the lyrics. I think it flows very good. It's very catchy. One of the um, more recognizable 
names. Yeah. One Republic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're big. They're big. Apologize. Remember that one? No, <laughs> no need, Mama. Still no cry- need. Still crying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously. When did that come out? Oh, God. Does even know 20... 2009, probably? I was going to say, yeah. yeah I, was I, like, I literally was going to say that. Yeah. Right? Wow. It, like, late zeros, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 08, 09, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um... So, Simon, you have been nonstop negative Nancy, and I don't know if it's for other reasons or what's going on here, but I am seeking a positive from you. What is yeah. your top bop? You know, I did, I was able to choose a top bop. Oh, yes, I'm excited God. to hear it. <laughs> Thank God. In a sea of and... flops, you found one. <laughs> yes. Um, and it was indeed a, a female. Female? Yes. Uh, it was scandalous. With Tanache. Let's okay. give Scandalous Let's listen, a listen. baby. Scandalous. And that was scandalous, was it not? It was. Oh. So, Simon, why was that your top up? <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, her voice just drips, baby. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I, I would... So, this is where I think I would sometimes take this song and I would actually put it on a playlist that I wouldn't put on mm-hmm. You Were Loved. Right. In that I'd put this on an album with things like the slut pop, the tube Lou. It's hot. You yeah. know, I'd put it on I'd put it on kind of that almost like smutty sex. Yeah, so it's no surprise that you would not put you were loved I'm, I'm on like on the same playlist as Tube Lou. Like you just right. wouldn't. Or mm-hmm. slut pop. You wouldn't. That's and right. so like I think there are different genres within it and kind of mm-hmm. different themes. That is where like the album I think as a whole kind of suffers, but like not suffers, has it take it takes you out for seconds, but then as you listen, you kind of get more accustomed to it. But yeah. like, it's a fire song. It's a fire song. It, it slaps. Yeah, it, it's a great song. I think uh, for me, I would probably rank it somewhere like in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with this song in particular, it's a lot better in person uh, mm-hmm. because you know Tanash is obviously a very big one of the bigger artists on the album that he collabed with, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people who may not know Griffin as well, you know, that are more into like the mainstream like pop, are really gonna like connect and like you know get into this song a little bit more. Right. So mm-hmm. um, again, it, it's one of those songs that like everyone can like kind of sing along to and get down to, and it's very this like smooth and catchy so I mean okay. it is good um, I, but I said like there's just so many other songs that I like on this album that are just a little bit above it but again it is yeah. it is very good I so I don't think that he performed this song at Red Rocks and I also don't feel like it's really necessarily a, his vibe to perform live like I don't feel like this is like in his hmm. that do, yeah did he play I, did he play I don't think he did um, he may have, I don't recall like a hundred percent, like there, there are certain songs like I know like a hundred percent he played and like, yeah. I mean, I guess we could both look back at our videos yeah, and see, do. but, yeah. but I mean, or look at like whatever it's called set list set FM. List FM. Yeah. <laughs> I love to look up a set list before. Sorry. I'm an I adult. Do. I, do. I do too. <laughs> I, I gotta know. Ma- like a mainly for artists where I'm like, it's a weeknight yes. and the killers it like i was gonna go to their show but i ended up being sick but like their last five songs before their encore were all from their latest album like the album that we didn't want to listen to we didn't review like it was terrible (laughs) and so i was like if i'm gonna go to the show we're leaving like at this point Yes, we're gonna miss Mr. Brightside, but I think that's, that's worth the sacrifice. You've heard it eight million times. I yeah, love that song. It's oh, a that great song, song slaps. It's so good. Everyone gets it'll, into it. It'll be with us for life. It'll, yeah, it'll be with us for life. But yeah. I'd rather get. I'd rather like beat the traffic. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, speaking of songs that we could skip, yeah. mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. on to biggest flops. Um, yeah, I'll start. Oh. <laughs> Are we going in the same order? It doesn't matter. We can do whatever we want. I just feel passionate. Okay. About this. Um. There are a few, but I'm gonna go with colors with Ilar. Um, couple reasons. Vocals did absolutely nothing for me. 
I think the theme of like colors in EDM or like I'm seeing or I'm I'm hearing colors, blah 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 is like kind of cliche in this space. I've heard so many songs about colors. Like being, I mean they're probably doing acid, you know. Probably. And you know what? I'm against that. I would never. I would never. Um never again. Just kidding. Um so yeah, didn't like this one. It was a skip for me. Yeah, okay. I, I can respect it. I can't I can't like remember it well enough to be able to say why it was an okay song. But. There you go. I'm going to definitely disagree. That was actually one of my... I was debating between that as one of my top number one. Like, I'm it was so between... glad <laughs> It's. Uh, I would say it's probably... It's for sure in the top five for me. Um, okay. I think it's a great song. I, I, I like the vocalist on it a lot. and yeah. yeah, but I would say going to my biggest flop of the album... Mm. And you so, can't say the intro. No, no, no. It's a, it's you a real if you want it. If you want to go. <laughs> but I actually sure. thought the intro was good. Yeah, no, so like my like biggest flop on this album is going to be Glitch in the Simulation. Uh, that was yeah. also <laughs> a terrible that was, that was, so, That's probably my second w- contender. I, and I will say, like again, I don't think the song in and of itself was horrible. It's just mm-hmm. that if I ranked every one of these songs you know, from one to... Whatever. That would definitely be at the bottom of the stack. One to 17. Yeah, it, no. would, be number, it would be number 17. <laughs> and it just like... The beat was actually okay. I thought the vocalist was decent, but I just didn't really like connect to the lyrics and it just Woo! didn't Yeah. It really just wow. Yeah, it didn't like when I listen to a Griffin song, like I want to feel like uplifted or like you know, I want to feel mm-hmm. like, you know, just like good vibes and this just was kind of it was very blah. It felt a little off theme. Yeah, like yeah. I would say Yeah. Like it didn't move me. Mm. You you're making- Like it, it's cute for someone. <laughs> Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> you know, it's. I don't. I, I was on my walk with with my dog this morning, and we were. Yeah. I mean, Prairie. Her name's Prairie, I yeah, guess. Yeah. But um, this song came on, and I was like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> not, not, um, not the song. But then I listened to the album again, and there's a song that I like. Didn't like more. Oh, what is it? I'm so curious. Ooh, I'm like that's, that song was. You're, you're right. Like, Glitch and Simulation. Not great. Oh, not good. <laughs> I'm better off in agreement. I didn't like Alive. I didn't like. Oh wow! What? Title track. It. You know what? It <laughs> took. I love that artist. It's sh- Cal Raymond too. Wow. I, it took. It took me. I want to say. Like I think from Safe with Me. Through Reckless is like a, a cute little connection. And then mm. the then um I think after you through the end of the album is another like good solid chunk. Mm-hmm. But the first couple songs are, are not super great and alive. I just oh, remember no. like being like, okay, let's get to the better stuff. Sure. I yeah. think it would be amazing live. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure. Uncoyab. Yeah. Incrabe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one song that I think does deserve a little bit of credit that we didn't really <coughs> talk about at all. I really, really liked Evergreen. I thought that with, was a good. How do you, with a Ora Ora Ora, however you say that. Yeah, um, sure. No, I th- I think she's a great vocalist, and like that was another one I think uh, right. similar to uh, You Were Loved. It just felt you could feel the emotion in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, some professional advice from one industry um, professional to another professional to another I would just tell her you know if your name's Aura get rid of the slash <laughs> don't need it do it's like Kesha confusing. do like Kesha that S the money is, sign that, that dollar sign is now yeah. just an S yeah that's gonna be her get trademark probably she's gonna be huge <laughs> give her five years she's gonna be fucking huge she huge. probably is really famous in like another country probably, or something yeah, <laughs> yeah. probably like a Kylie you know yeah. well <laughs> we're we, gonna be a <laughs> We only have one segment left before we can start to, oh my gosh. you know, get ready for bed. I hope you studied for this section, Chris. It's this this section is the single obsession. Yeah. This this section is that song that's been an earworm in your ear <laughs> lately that you just you want to talk I'm, about on repeat, baby. Yeah. So um, I actually have uh, two of them, and they both <gasps> came out. To, do you want me to no, narrow it to fine. one? Okay. <laughs> or do you want me to <laughs> we, used to be, we used to be a lot more strict, but now yeah. we don't care. In yeah. our old age, you kind of, you know, <laughs> after your 
first kid. So <laughs> I would have to say, if I'm going to pick just one, I'll, I'll tell you them both. But my number one is going to be called Show Me by John Summit. This was actually on my release radar um, last Friday. So it's it just came out. It's very new. Um, if you're into house music, like this song is a vibe. Like, oh, I would I, I would highly recommend it, Aaron. This is like right up your alley, I Simon. I think you, I think love, you could get. Yeah, I love how. Yeah, like John Summit like throws the fuck down. Like okay. no, he's good. Um, and then there's another one uh, called uh, One Two Step by an artist named Claus K L A A S. So I discovered Claus earlier this year, and I actually saw him live at Tomorrowland, and he was amazing. So uh, I've been really into him lately, and he's come out with a lot of stuff that's been on my release radar. So this is also kind of like, kind of like housey, you know. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's a good song. Wait. Oh, no, that's side piece. But what? <laughs> so I have a song that I like called One Two Step by Side Piece. And I was like, what? This literally just came out on Friday. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yours is newer. Yours what is are newer. the chances? Pretty pretty high. Pretty, you know, as that one. We should one do guy. a comparison. We should. They're probably. I mean, once you said this one's good too. Mm. And they're both house. I'll be the judge of that. Playing back Side to back. Side piece is back. awesome. Yeah. Playing back to back. So that, that's those are two good songs. I'm gonna probably need to listen to both of them. Not probably. I will. <laughs> um, the song that's been a, like, so last week obviously we mentioned at the beginning we were going to review Dragonette. I gotta say that album was super fucking good. It's great, right? And so I just want to give a shout out to the album by by choosing Seasick as my single obsession because I've been listening to the album on repeat. Oh my gosh, let me see. What was my top op for that album? I think, if I remember correctly, I really loved um, New Suit, was it? Or T-Shirt, one of those two. I really liked that. Yeah, I I think Audi actually was my, would be my top bop. Yeah. But I think that like Seasick gets you in a good mood with the album. So For sure. a single obsession. But. And if you like that album, I think her previous album is even better. I can't wait to go back. Yeah. I have it on vinyl. Come over sometime. Um, yeah. It's pretty far, you know. <laughs> you live somewhere on the 11th floor. I live somewhere on the 11th floor. We won't say which rooms. Nope. You still got to find that out. You'll need to fans. knock on every door. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, so for me, I have been listening to a song called Andromeda by Wise Blood just like way too much. Oh, that way sounds intense. Too much. It and sounds weird. She spells but it. But is this the one we're reviewing a couple weeks? This is the one that I sent to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she spells it W-E-Y-E-S, Wise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting character. But she's just one of those who like, she produces her music, she writes her music, and she's an incredible vocalist. So we're talking about Mitski kind of thing. A Jill of all trades. A Jill of all trades. She's really blowing me away. It's just I haven't heard anything quite like her in a while. So I've been listening to a lot of her. I I will be having to check her out. Yeah, because she's got a new album coming out. Oh, yeah. Get ready. Uh, Well, Chris, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And thank you so much for making that trek over here. Yeah, Yeah, thank you for having me. It was fun. (laughs) Text me when you get home, okay? (laughs) Yeah. There's a a lot of creeps in the stairwell. A lot of big dogs in this building. Watch out. Yeah, they, they will bite. They will bite. I mean, we mostly have like French bulldogs and yeah. corgis. And there well, the, are a couple of big dogs. There's, there's a couple, great there's there's some, a, big there's dogs. some there's great <laughs> And, and uh, oh. another one just like. Yeah, yeah there's like. That's right. Yeah, there's two. I saw, I saw a very stylish greyhound today. Because, you know, greyhounds, they have to wear clothes all the time. Oh, the, gra- the <laughs> greyhounds. So oh, yeah. They had a gorgeous little coat on. She looks so chic. Was it? Was it? Was it? Um, there's the two gays in the building. Was it one of the gays? No. There oh, there's a, another. There's oh. a, well, she could be a lesbian. I don't know. No, the gay gay guys. Okay, no. And what was? I think it's like Chris and Aaron. I hear they don't like other dogs being around their dogs. They seem to be fine with Prairie and and their dog, but that's like just, I've I've heard the story. That's of just what happened. word on the street. Yeah. But we're not we're not here to spread rumors, <laughs> only rumors. This is not the Cortland Gossip Pod. <laughs> okay. Tune in on Fridays for the Cortland Gossip Pod. Starting I'm there. <laughs> Subscribed, <laughs> liked, favorited, Absolutely. with featuring David, <laughs> featuring David, where we get the real story. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. Um, where can people find you if they want to find you, Chris? Uh, on Instagram, my handle is just uh, Chris Langley, L-A-N-G-L-E-Y. Keeps it simple. 
And Simon, where can they find you? You can find me also on Instagram at the realist Simon. Tried to do a detox this week. I lasted uh, half a day on Monday. And Good for you. <laughs> so Good much you. discipline. Thank you. <laughs> Better baby, than me. Baby steps. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to follow my random eclectic playlist on Spotify, it's called I Love This Playlist. How about you, Aaron? You know, you can find me at the Aaron. Um, look on the podcast description for the the way to spell it on all socials TikTok, all socials. twitter no tiktok only fans no be real <laughs> no no be real you heard it no first. be real I, be real's gotta be on the way and, may, and maybe and honestly maybe twitter is gonna be going girl i i girl i want to poke the bear i want to eight dollar a month i want to do the elon musk like do it impersonation do I just it. i'll it. reactivate my twitter account to do that but yeah, you might just not find me on socials because I'm <laughs> banned from all of them. Who knows? That's right. Okay, well, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> also, follow Bopper Flop Podcast on Instagram. Thank you.